What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Giovanni. Hold on. I'm just thumbing around Instagram. This fucking Minnie Mouse bitch got a star on Hollywood. <laughs> How'd she get a star before me? I don't know. Who do we call? Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mickey don't got a star yet, do we? Yeah. Mickey Mouse had a star a really long time ago. Okay, listen, we're not going to get into the inequities of mouses not getting stars on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> but, uh, but congratulations to that hoe. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I've been calling India Love, but I think her phone is so far away out the country that she's just not calling me back because. Well, way- maybe cause, maybe it's because she's in love. And nah. when women are in love, we have a tendency no. to go, you know, to, to, that to go a, dark. India Love is a social media icon. She yeah. is not too far away from that phone and I she is her. not in love. But shout out to her and Yo Gotti. What's the song he got? Down in the DM? Yeah. No, not that one. Oh, I don't know. The other one. I tell all my hoes. Rake, rake it, it up. up. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, he raked up my girl. Now, get your ass back home, Nelly. I love her. <laughs> She's just a free spirit, man. She don't care about her nipples showing. I love her. All them, all them, all them was them India, them shits, all the sisters, they bad. The shits. But, and you know what I really, really like about her? You know, somebody that she really looks up to and really loves in terms of fashion icon-ishness mm-hmm. is Khalees. Oh, I love Which, Khalees. by the way, Khalees needs Khalees, bring your butt on the show. So Khalees did see the interview where the gun was pulled. Mm. She texted me. She was like, damn. And I said, she goes, I <laughs> promise you I won't bring any guns. I said, well, your beauty is enough of a weapon. She's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. So, womp, womp, womp. So, I made, so she's coming on the show. Okay. Good. So today we're going to talk about topics that people are listening. Hopefully you're driving in your car and you're ready for a hysterically wild time. Mm-hmm. Because these topics are pretty interesting. Some are funny. Some are just, you know. Yeah. What would you be doing kind of shit? Exactly. All right. So I'm going to start by saying my resolutions. I had resolutions for 2018. I don't want to call them resolutions mm-hmm. uh, because they always, resolutions get broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I never really start each year saying I'm going to have resolutions. But I did this year go to Hawaii. I mean, last year at the end of the year, I went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. No, it was this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The beginning of this year, I went to Hawaii to kind of decompress, decompress and create a clean slate of what I wanted to do in my life. Mm hmm. And a couple things I said. One, I was going to move into a new place. I just did that. I heard where you, I know where you live now. That's okay. We don't need to talk about it for the viewers. That's hilarious. <laughs> I live in a very secure place. Somebody randomly told me, I was like, yeah, you know, Jason lives here now. I was like, that's random. Well, I what I love about the building is it's really secure. So mm-hmm. you ain't yes. getting in that oh, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> I used to live there. So I love, uh, so I did, I did that. I got back in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's harder than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I called you for advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Um, why does it hurt so much? <laughs> <laughs> well, because this this high intensity training. Mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. what the fuck? You get results though. Why is pizza so easy and high intensity training is so hard? Mm, what pizza. is the, what do you find hard about it? You just don't. Well, like- I think what it is is that your mind tells you one thing to do, but mm-hmm. and your body is like, "Nigga, no. stop no. it." Mm-hmm. So because I've been so physically dormant and just mm-hmm. like not working out, mm-hmm. to I went right back in running, and mm-hmm. walking, running, and walking. Nah, the body like I've been severely exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm doing now is just like drinking a lot of water, hydrating my body, mm-hmm. getting my nutritional stuff proper, where mm-hmm. I'm eating right. And then and then doing a lot of cardio, but also when I hit the weights, we're taking our time. Dude, we're not just like really mm-hmm. trying to kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Did you throw up? I haven't thrown up yet. That's what. Okay, I look, y'all need like, no. But do, I, do not get to the point where you're throwing up. That's like, when you're getting well, there. No. What, no. I, what I was gonna say is, I don't believe in that. I believe for anybody out there that wants to get healthy, like take your time and make it a marathon. Don't don't like 
run right, you know, don't run right into it and hurt yourself because at 40 years old, not working out, you got to crawl healthy, before you walk. You got to do it. And That's, so, yeah, I've gotten to a place where like, I'm going to go to New York tomorrow for the five weeks to do the show. Mm. I didn't say I deleted out of our last show what the name of the show is. So mm. I'm not going to put that out there right. until we can do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go do this show for five weeks. And while I'm there, I'm going to have my meal prep and my training and mm -hmm. I'm going to do the shows and I'm going to come back and I'm going to work with Hino. Mm hmm. Uh, or somebody who's as good as he knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Hino. Shout get, out to Hino. To get into it. I'm not going to kill myself. Though. I've already said, like, I'm going to work hard and push myself, but I'm not going to kill myself. Yeah, Hino tell me, I'm going to come. You know what? And I'm coming because he keeps saying, yo, come, man, come, 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 let me work with you, man. Okay. So I'm going to come. But Listen. I don't want to do a bunch of group shit. Yeah. I, I want to work out one on one with mm -hmm. a person who can keep me motivated and keep me, keep stay on me mm. about being uh, consistent. But I also got a friend of mine, a membership to Equinox, to work out with me in the evening. Mm -hmm. So during budget. the day, it's going to be the hard work. During the day, it's going to be the hard work where it's really, really hard. And at night, it's going to be the night where I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And while you over here rolling your eyes, I've lost, fist, I've lost, the, I've lost, lost 15, 15 pounds. pounds. Because I don't believe you. You need more people. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, another 2018 resolution I said was I was going to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. And it's been one month since I've had anything. That's great. And, I, and I'm telling you that I remember when I went cold turkey with alcohol for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I was at a place where I just didn't want it anymore. Right, and I'm at that place. Like I don't. I've been going out. I don't even want it. Yeah, that's good. So I'm I'm not gonna, you're gonna lose weight alone off that. But the problem is when you shock your body and just stop drinking, start eating a structured meal plan, drinking all this fucking water, and then working out in the gym all at once. Mm -hmm. Like your body is not ready for that. Mm -mm. Now you gotta so, crawl before you walk. Yeah. And like, in and, and all honesty, I don't believe in the whole, you know, if you haven't thrown up after a workout, then you really didn't accomplish anything. That is BS, like for real, for real. And this is coming from somebody who spent the large, like the, a huge portion of her life working out, doing everything under the sun, okay? If I'm throwing up, it's because I'm doing such intense work. I'm training like an athlete, I'm like Olympic level. I ain't doing that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. After I train with Hino, guess what I do? What? Go home, drink a protein shake and take a nap. <laughs> I need cell turnover. So I've been doing a lot of napping. Yeah. Yo, that's when you know you're getting up there because I enjoy it. Uh, no, no, kiss my ass, okay? I like the nap when I was 22. <laughs> I love napping now. No I, no, no, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's honestly like I struggle from napping because I don't like to be asleep feeling like I'm going to miss shit. Mm, you have major FOMO. <laughs> no, I have FOMO like a mother. If yeah. I doze off, I wake up and grab the phone because I think I'm going to miss something. Yeah. Wow. So major I, FOMO. So the other day when I had the people hanging up shit in my house and moving my stuff in, I was so exhausted. I went to so I went to Bed Bath and Beyond to buy some stuff. Mm, I love Bed Bath. And, and while Beyond. they're ringing me up, yeah. I'm laying on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Wrong I'm laying across the counter because I'm just exhausted. And so right. Leah's looking at me, my friend who's helping me. He's just like, Jason, we got to get this. I was like, please just ring it all up. Please call somebody who was at my house mm -hmm. putting things away to come over and pick mm -hmm. this up. Because mm -hmm. I'm not walking across the street with all these bags. Right. Oh, I yeah. literally went in my apartment while they were moving into my house. I went to sleep. That's funny. <laughs> I was tired. Yeah. So I'm enjoying the working out? Yeah. And just, I'm in tired of life. I'm just tired. I right. need to sleep. Physically, all that. Physically, mm -hmm. I just, I'm exhausted. Well, I don't make resolutions because they're just too easy to break. So yeah. the whole, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do, you know, sober January or whatever that's called. I didn't make it. January 2nd, I was throwing back, you know, vodka martinis and stuff. So Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in resolutions either. Mm -hmm. I don't because I always break them. I mean, I am just going to step to the goal of just keep continuing to lose weight, get back down to my sexy self. You know what I'm saying?
Ew. But you just wh- licked your lips and <laughs> but, stuff. In but whether place. we call it a goal or a resolution, <laughs> I mean, we're entering into the new yeah. year, recharged and mm-hmm. wanting to start over some things. Like I've always been against going to church. Mm. Um, when I was younger, I found myself in a foster home with these parents. Uh, mm-hmm. They're both deceased now, but they were, they introduced me to religion. Because mm-hmm. when I was growing up with my mom, she was Catholic. So we would go to church. They put the ashes on her forehead. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. I'm mm-hmm. like, why are we lighting candles and sitting here going, hmm? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was, I had too much ADD at that age for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So when I went to the foster home, I was introduced to Pentecostal Church oh, of God in Christ. Christ Almighty. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't go in a church that has the spirit like that, people Koji. are falling out, mm-hmm. people with the organs, all that, I really cannot receive it. How old were you at that time? I was eight, seven, eight. You want to know what's so crazy? I was introduced to um, to religion, like Pentecostal Christianity, around the same age. Yeah, had the exact opposite effect on me. Really, exact Hated opposite. It. I was so visceral mm-hmm. reaction. Do not even mention God to me. That Why? was wow. that was how I felt. Because some people, because I yeah. felt like it was being shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying I was really, and because my parents had never, I'd never gone to church before. They was basically like, "Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe there's a heaven and hell? Yes. Okay, that's as far as it went in my household. So to go from that um, to Pentecostal Christianity, where it's fire and brimstone and demons and all, I was like. I did uh, see I did see an exorcism in the church. See all that catching that catching the spirit and Holy speaking spirit, in tongues, tongues and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, hallelujah! Yo, yo, I went my church. My pastor what? used to wear the robe Mm-mm. at the end of the service. The, the lady come out and put the robe on. Mm-mm. You know that was a, like running around a church speaking in tongues. <laughs> Didn't know if your pastor out. was James Brown or. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is that's yes. a, that that played a I recurring role in my Mine. life. Mm-hmm. You know, you could not have been that traumatized from church. No, I. Was so fast forward to I'm um, 15 years old and my my half sister she became Pentecostal Christian and suddenly the coolest chick on the planet to me my older half sister you know who I could talk to about anything was now talking about God demons and devils and nothing was making sense and every single time I went to go visit her in Buffalo she would plot on me to get me saved so she'd be like please Melissa just come to church she with me, knew please, she please, knew you please, was please, a heathen please. no I was not a heathen Yo. but she was she wanted me to. <laughs> Pentecostal Christians, especially saw, born again, mm-hmm. they start, they start to just. But listen, then she saw you in your first video, and she said, "I tried, Lord. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> listen, if, if, I, I don't go to no church, even to this day, if the pastor ain't got no breathing problem." Well, I will. <laughs> I you will know say, what I mean, right? I will mm. say this. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny story. Mm. So, mind you, I'm eight, nine years old mm-hmm. in a foster home mm-hmm. with this elderly couple mm-hmm. who's like every day is a reason why to go to church. Mm-hmm. Bible study, choir practice, mm-hmm. usher board rehearsals. Oh, my God. It, I was in church Sounds literally like my nightmare. five to six days a week I was in right. church. Okay. This is coming from a household where I was a latchkey kid and I was wandering the streets by myself. Right. So I will never forget. We lived in this house on Merced Street in Stockton, California. And so I go in the back and they got all this stuff back there. And I find a big ass fire. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, fire blow torch? Fire, dis- fire, fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Okay. But it's a really big one that yeah. blows out all this white smoke and powder. Yeah. So I go in the backyard with my foster brother, Jamie. And Jamie was older, but he was a follower. So uh-huh. I just told him to do it. He did whatever I told him to do. Mm-hmm. So I go, watch this. So I cut the cord and I pull the thing up and I start spraying. I go, fire, fire. (laughs) So they run out and all they see is smoke. Now, Uh mind you, it's white smoke. So I don't Uh think they would think it was funny. They beat the shit out of me. Uh You heathen. But I told them, if y'all hit me again, I'm going to call my social worker. (laughs) So they beat my ass again. That's hilarious. But that's where I I really found religion. Mm -hmm. And so I just went to church this past weekend. And I just 
found myself enjoying. I found the church that gave me that. Mm. Uh, the Erica Campbell, Warren Campbell's church. So I definitely got to right. get back in church. Man. I'm going to go. You know, it's not really as much as going in and trying to feel like I'm finding God in church because I feel like I know God. Mm-hmm. Reminder. But it's not, and it's not even that. It's just I want to be around positive people. I want to be, be around positive energy. I want to mm. be around where the conversation's all about being positive. Even if people in there are not positive. I'm not saying they are, but you know, like <laughs> you I want to. You know you take a yoga class, right? No, but I'm not twisting and putting my legs behind my back. There's a reason why I'm a top. I'm not with all that extra <laughs> shit. Have you ever been in church and your mind just automatically starts thinking about the most off the wall, like crazy, heathen, like heinous, evil? Think about what you do the night before. Bloody things. Yes. No, but I found myself in church going, if I come every Sunday, how am I going to do this show? Because whether we're talking about midgets, retards, or transsexual stuff. People are going to watch the show in church because a couple of people came to me like, oh, love your show. And I, I immediately felt judged. Yeah. <laughs> I feel judged when I'm in church thinking about stuff I shouldn't be thinking about. So I said, Erica, you should come on our show. And she goes, you should come on mine. So I told her, yeah, OK, great. Mm. Hey, thick boy, so, so you guys don't have any resolutions for this year? Uh, just to be, get a series regular role on a hit TV show. That's it. <laughs> That's mm. a goal resolution. It's a goal. That's a goal. That's not a resolution. That, I said a goal Make resolution. that a goal. Yeah. Make that a goal. Maybe his resolution <laughs> is put your career first. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We talked about that yesterday. So let me say that. Mm-hmm. I, another cool. one of my things was I wanted to work with four brands this year because, you know, I'm no longer with Monster Headphones. Mm-hmm. That relationship is resting in all types of peace. <laughs> but I'm excited to announce that I have joined the brand team for Fashion Nova. Dope. And so. Sound like you're about to get a budget. Well, I've just got my first budget and now I'm working on my second, but we're going to create a lot of amazing editorial content mm-hmm. um, and just bring in a lot of friends to mm-hmm. the brand and make some dope is shit. That, is that owned by a male or a female? It's owned by a man and he's only 35 years old. And it's, it's worth about a few million now? Well, he made a billion last year. Mm. <laughs> but Fashion Nova's out here killing it. They're the, they're, they're, the, num- they're the number one ultra fast fashion brand Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. and they're killing it but what i love about where the brand is going because (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know brands have to evolve at some point i gotta make a brand this brand is going a whole different way but let me tell you what i did so i had a vision board Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say it on the show and people say you jinx yourself when you say things you're not supposed to you're not supposed to wait to get to the contracts the ink is dry and all that right right last year i made a vision board Mm -hmm. privately Mm mm-hmm And I said, I want to get into fashion and apparel. So Mm -hmm. I launched Hollywood Unlocked Apparel and we dropped T-shirts and Mm -hmm. sweaters and Christmas stuff and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I said I wanted to get into fashion. And guess who I put that I wanted to work with in fashion? Fashion Nova. No. Oh. um, A person. uh, Cardi B. No. Oh. But I'm going to be working with Cardi B because she's launching a collection with them. Yeah. Um, um, ASAP Rocky. Oh, okay. Wow. I said I want to work with ASAP Rocky, but mm-hmm. I saw him like in the role of creative director of a brand and this, but I really didn't know. <clears throat> so I'm at brunch and I said I'm fucking calling ASAP. So I text ASAP. I said, Can I call you? Mm-hmm. He said, Yeah. So I called him, and he, before I got started, I said, He said, You know what, bro? I want to say I've listened to your show and people have told me the things that you say about me, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that you always have good things to say about me. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said, Well, great, because I'm about to tell you some crazy shit. He said, What? <laughs> I said, I wrote on my vision board last week, last year, that I wanted to get into fashion. And if I did, I needed to get into fashion with you. Mm-hmm. I said, I know that's far-fetched. He goes, well, hold on, hold on. It ain't far-fetched if we're on the phone. That's mm-hmm. deep. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I have somebody who will work with us to develop a brand. Mm-hmm. And he said, let's meet up and talk about it. Is that crazy? And then I go to the store that night while well, I was buying a taco. 
Um, and then I went to the store, and he's on the cover of GQ, and it says the flyest human being in the world. Yeah. Damn, that's what the cover said? Mm-hmm. On GQ. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the flyest human in the wait. world. It was a really nice editorial. That that that, that headline is amazing. But let me tell no, but you. No, he's, he's just ridiculously stylish. So I'm like, gonna, effortlessly. I'm going to make the connection between the church stuff mm. and that. Really? God is real. Mm. Amen. All you got to do, I swear to God, is like... God is real, I swear to God. No, (laughs) no. what I'm saying is I swear you have to do is literally drown out every doubt and every hater in the world and focus on getting what you want. You have to claim it. I said, I want to work with... Why out of all the people I want to work with ASAP Rocky? Why? I don't know. Could have said Kanye. Could have said anybody. Mm. I want to work with ASAP Rocky. Why do I build a relationship with ASAP Rocky organically? Mm-hmm. Well, it was to hook you up. That's funny. <laughs> and then now to say that this is the person I want to do it with and to now be working with a fashion brand who's saying, we'll get behind that, to then be able to call him and say, it's just to me, I don't think that's anything by mistake. I really feel like God manifests everything. So are you going to like, con- it's going to be like a partnership between you, ASAP, and Fashion Nova? It's going to be amazing, whatever it's going to be. Okay. But, um, you know, all those details are to be figured out if mm. it works out. But I, all I will say, my whole point of this is God is good. Mm. Amen. God but you really got to claim great. it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, people, part of getting whatever you want in life isn't just putting it out there. You got to put in the work and mm-hmm. you got to be serious about it. But you also have to be focused. And right now my focus is on 2000. 2000? Yeah. Well, oh, like 2000%. No, I just couldn't think of any other number. So I used 2000. <laughs> okay. 2000 like, is better than 100. Hey, Amen. Yeah. That's true. Your no, focus is really on focused. 2000%. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, congratulations. I'm proud of you. On your vision board. Thank you. Coming to fruition. Yeah, it's still happening. We're vision still working. boards don't work for me. Really? No, do I don't like me. them. I don't like them. Why it's, not it's, though? It's just not my jam. <laughs> but why don't you use it as? No, no, no. It just it, I I make lists. It's not my okay. jam. It's not in my bag. So break yeah. down break down what does a list look like? What does uh, a Melissa list look like? I well, okay. I decided um, back in 2012 that I needed to make a really, really, really big change in my life, and um, I didn't want to be. In really involved in the entertainment industry anymore. I just, mm. I, I couldn't find my place anymore. I was really lost. Um, and uh, it was after the breakup with Flo. And so that was just kind of a catalyst to just wake up and, and, and just do a massive disruption. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I thought about a career in like the finance industry. A couple of companies were soliciting me. Um, and then I was like, mm, not really good with numbers and shit like that. Oh, uh-huh. so you know what? Real estate. Let me just take my Rolodex that I've acquired throughout my years in the entertainment industry and let me go into real estate. And I was like, I don't want to do this just like kind of blindly, like, okay, I'm going to be a real estate agent. I was like, let me get a little bit more specific. So I started to write down what it was I wanted to achieve. I'm, a, you know, step by step. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get my license. I'm going to work for, you know, a small but reputable firm so that I can use fumble my first year through, um, you know, uh, through just like learning, you know, the, the, the game. And, um, but I was just like, but I want to be very specific about how I build my career in a expedited fashion. I was like, I want a reality show and I want it on Bravo. That was the only network that I thought to myself, I wanted to be on. And I wanted the show to be about, successful women, you know, who know how to solve conflict without using combat, um, which is funny. Um, But I wanted it to be about our careers. 
And on December 19th, 2012, I got an email that said, um, hi, Melissa, we've got a greenlit show on Bravo about single successful women um, in New York City. And we want you to be the sixth girl. And I literally thought I was being punked because it was everything that I had just asked the universe but, for. But that goes back to my point. Whether, mm. it's a, whether it's a resolution, whether it's a story, a dream board or whatever, vision board, whatever, you literally have to write it out or yeah. create it and put it in the atmosphere and then work towards getting it or just put it out there. I'm telling you, when I was in Hawaii, I told the story on the show. I went on the balcony and I, and I in a very vulnerable and very uncomfortable way, mm-hmm. asked God to give me these blessings. Yeah. And everything I've asked for so far is coming true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did all the work to get there. And yeah, I've prepared the platform and all that. But like it's now coming because I asked for it. When I was in church yesterday, their whole point was, you know, people don't want to come to church because they feel like they need to clean up stuff first. When mm-hmm. really you come there to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was just really confused and just in a weird place. But I had a great time. But more importantly, this year's resolutions, one of my first years of really putting together resolutions that I'm focused on are actually working. Dope. But the so. but the gym thing is what I have to really figure out. Because mm. that one is a lot. That requires a lot yeah. of work and dedication. Well, I mean, I feel like when yeah, I got it, a nice gym, too, when it it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. You you could be in your apartment with a kettlebell and that just and that just is the thing that works for you. But when it comes to workout programs, like I used to have this girlfriend, she's Colombian and uh, she was a little on the you know top heavy part. And she was a little, you know, hot tamale. She had a temper like nobody's business. And every time she was like, Melissa, I got to lose weight. And I'm like. All you do is run on the treadmill for an hour and then go home and eat lasagna. How the hell is that helping you out? I was like, you know what your little your little Colombian ass should be doing is boxing, getting all your mm. frustration out. And that's an up that's an upper body exercise. Full it's workout. it's full body, mm-hmm. but you're really like your whole bo- upper body is in agony, you know, arms, back, core. I was like, that's what you should be doing. So you, when it comes to working out, you have to find what just works for, for you, you right. what you're going to stick with. Because if you think of working out as a chore, your mind is going to get fixed to not wanting to do it. Like it's something you have to do rather than something, oh, I want to do it because I find it enjoyable. So like when it comes to, if I find that working out feels like a chore to me, that means I got to switch it up. Mm. So if that means like, okay, hiking canyons got really boring for me or something like that, that's why I went to boxing. You know, I needed, and I needed Hino. See, I'm a little different. Mm -hmm. It's not, Doing you, any of the workout when I get yeah. in the gym is not hard. Yeah. It's getting the, making the Repetition. time to go to the yeah. gym. But it's, if you found the th- one thing that you loved, it would, there wouldn't be the difficulty of finding I the have. time. I have. It's working. Okay. <laughs> and that's not at the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like having to turn my phones off, having yeah. to be focused. And then on top of that, people will come in the gym and want to have conversations. I'm going to tell you right now, if you see me at the gym. Put these headphones on. I have them on. I was on the treadmill running the other day mm. with the headphones on, and somebody got on the treadmill next to me and took a selfie with me. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I believe that. I swear. We I'm going in, to show LA. you at the break. Now, yeah. I love the person that did it, and if he's listening to the show, I ain't even mad at you, bro. But I was on the treadmill, but. clearly gasping for air. <laughs> <laughs> and this person took a selfie with me, mm-hmm. and I just feel like okay. At the oh. at, when I'm at the gym, if you know me, do not even say hello. Mm. You could just nod, hey, what up? Don't wave. Just work out and hit me after, right? Because I'm so irritated that I can't work that I have to be there, right? That I need to just be left alone. Okay. But 2018 is starting off to a good year. Yeah. Okay. So another question: mm. What is your biggest fear? Uh, my biggest fear, because I drive like a bat out of hell, um, is that 
I hit somebody, specifically mm. a child. Mm. I, I, I don't think that I would ever recover from that. Mm. I would feel... And Brandy, Brandy did. I, listen, God bless her, because it's just not something I, didn't, I think I could recover from. I just would be devastated, like devastated, because as fast as I go... Can I just tell you that mm, I... I wouldn't survive. There was a year that I used to drink too much. You don't say. And I went out to a club with mm -hmm. a friend who was my designated driver and he left me. Mm. And I tried to drive home. Mm. And uh, literally two blocks from my house, mm -hmm. I hit a car going about 50 miles an hour. <gasps> Did I ever tell you the story? No. Yeah. In a brand new M45, uh, uh, what was it? Infinity. Those? Infinity M45, brand mm -hmm. new, all black. I had paid $60,000 mm. cash for it. Mm. Hit this Were guy. Were you a drug dealer at the time? Shit. No, I had sold my house. Oh, okay. One of my houses and yeah. I had all this money and I just got here and I saw it at a party and I went and bought it cash. Mm. So I hit this guy and I hit him and I ain't gonna lie. Did you T-bone him? <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's, like, when, you, it's the, when you hit the, the, back. Hit the I person's hit, side. I hit him from the back. Close. Did you really? Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I woke up uh. to hitting him because I passed out. <gasps> And so as I wake up, my windshield's blowing out. My hood is flipping off the car. My airbags are deploying. His car's spinning around and hits the center divider. I can see all his wheels come from under his car. It was really bad. Wow. And so I laughed hysterically. You know the nervous giggle thing where it's like nervous laughter. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I felt really bad. Uh -huh. So I get out the car and I said, why did you slam on your brakes? And he said, motherfucker, I was at a stop sign. <laughs> Well, what I will say is right. that I frantically call my friend. I'm like, oh, my God, can you please get down here? Because I think I'm going to I just fucking hit somebody. Police just casually driving by sees us and mm. then comes over. Mm -hmm. So I go to jail. Mm. DUI. So the whole. Oh, yeah. DUI. But yeah. I went for the weekend. The worst part of all of that besides hitting the guy was that I didn't have insurance on my car. Mm. I let it lapse. So that thirty thousand, that sixty thousand dollar car, they only gave me eight thousand dollars for it at the junkyard. Mm -hmm. But I use all that to say your biggest fear of hitting somebody. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's hit killing somebody. them. Your right. is the fear, not hitting them. I think it's it's just overall, you know, like I just, I, it's just my fear. I just, I, I, I don't think, I, and killing them, yeah, or maiming them, or some way, like they're never able to walk again, or something like that. I wouldn't recover from something like that. I'd probably never get behind the wheel of a car, and. I guess it's like my biggest fear because I'm such a natural born driver. Like I tried to steal my parents' car when I was eight. I was really rolling down the driveway, reversing in my dad's big body Pontiac at eight years old. And my parents were like, where did you learn to drive? And I was like, I watched you guys. Like my family used to call me Mario Andretti because I was <laughs> obsessed with driving. I was stealing cars at 14. Like I was bad, but I love driving. So I guess that's what, my, why the fear is rooted there because it's something that I just genuinely love to do and I'm really good at. And the, and but the, I'm, and the reason I'm reckless why, sometimes too. The reason why I use that scenario so people are like, why did he share that? Is that one, you can go through a difficult time like a DUI and destroy your car and almost fuck up your whole life and come back. Two, I had a fear for a long time as it related to driving is mm -hmm. being hit mm -hmm. from behind. Mm. Like even like at a stoplight, mm -hmm. I'm really mm -hmm. uncomfortable when I stop at a stoplight thinking somebody's going to hit me. Yeah. So you always look at it in your rearview mirror. Always. And always thinking even when I stop, yeah. I'm waiting to be hit. I've been hit from behind exactly like what happened to you. I know. Hit from behind. Well, I, I haven't, know, been, just, I haven't been hit from behind like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, in the, I was in a car. I was a passenger, stopped at a, stopped at a light. And this car, it was like two days before Christmas, and this car must not have seen that we there was a light. 
hit us going like about 35 miles an hour. I swear, I, no, I thought a meteor hit the earth <laughs> because I didn't, obviously I didn't have the rear view mirror. I was the passenger and I had a seatbelt on and everything like that. I swear, I'm surprised my skeleton state, my skin is the only thing that kept my skeleton in, inside of me. I swear to God, it was awful. So look, I have two more stories. Can you just bear with me? God, yes. No, because I'm the worst driver. If you've ever been in the car with me while I'm driving, have you ever been in the car with me? Yeah. Either one of you? I'm the worst driver. You're a speed demon. Okay. No, Michael. So after I hit the car, I had mm-hmm. to get a rental car. So I had a really shitty rental car. It was like mm-hmm. a Nissan Sentra or something. Mm-hmm. You downgraded. No, it, it was a Mercedes to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I mean, uh, for, Infinity. Yeah. Infinity. Okay, yeah. Infinity. I, my, my Mercedes, that's a whole other story that I'm not going to tell. But uh, so I'm in the car and I'm talking to a friend and I'm texting and I and I let off of the brake a little bit and I hit a car mm-hmm. like at oh, a stoplight. Right. And it was a really old lady Mm-mm. and I felt really bad. So I told my friend to stay in the car. So I get out and I was like, I was like, ma'am, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. And I go, you reversed and hit me on accident. Liar. <laughs> you damn. <laughs> So she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I go, no, it's okay. I just want to make sure you're okay. And she drove off. So I got away with that. Yeah. Because I wasn't supposed to be driving after I got hit by oh the DUI. Oh, my God. Okay, the second one I'll tell you, this is another story. <laughs> I'm riding with a friend down Sunset Boulevard. Beautiful, mm-hmm. clear day. It's about 6 o'clock-ish. It's mm-hmm. nice. The sun is starting to set. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling on the phone. He's in an argument with his girlfriend. He's screaming and he's yelling. And I'm like, bro. And I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, can you please slow down? Because mm-hmm. I'm getting nervous. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, but no. <sighs> and he's looking around. And he's literally looking around everywhere but the road in mm-hmm. front of him and i said to him can you please stay focused on the road mm-hmm. he runs through a red light and hits a car head on not right on the t-bone mm-hmm. and then that car hits another car so we're in a three-car collision Mm-mm. in the middle of sunset right by the comedy store Mm-mm. you know what i did that, yeah you just I got, got out. out the car and, and walked away i sued him <laughs> <laughs> and and i told him i said i'm gonna sue you because I told you to stop fucking speeding. Was speeding. this your friend? Yes. Okay. And business partner at the time. Yeah. I said, I'm going to sue you. I had to go get three epidurals. Oh. Like three where they yeah. inject you in your spine. Mm. Yeah. As a result. So I sued him for $50,000 in one. He was mm. really upset and really didn't understand why I sued him. Mm. We're not friends anymore. We're not business, but I sued his ass. Mm-hmm. And I got $50,000. Wow. Good for you. So would you ever sue a friend? If you were in a car with them and they got into a car I should have sued. I should have sued the dude who I was in the car with when the meteor hit. <laughs> I should have sued him, but I was so stupid and didn't understand anything. Two days later, I can't sit or stand. I was in so much pain. You got whiplash? Uh, I had a whole, my no, my spine, my wow. spine was misshapen. Like one hip was on here, one <laughs> hip was down here. Like I saw the x-ray, spine looked like a S. <laughs> It so, looked crazy. So, w- would you sue a friend? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It depends okay. on what that the shit cost me a lot of and money. Speaking of a meteor hit, a real a real meteor really did just hit Earth a few days ago. You okay. didn't hear about that? I didn't hear about that, but I do know you're never. Are you sure you weren't watching that car commercial? No. You know, it's the Volkswagen no, that advertises no, all the space in the, the back. Was a meteor really hit, and it, it affected throughout the world. Look it up. Were Google we it. sleeping? Google it. Google okay. It. I don't know. I'm in, a, I'm in a new building and, and we're, I, we're retrofitted for meteors. <laughs> and I will definitely sue you because you do drive like hell. <laughs> All right. So, Gio, what's your biggest fear? Um, I think uh, not succeeding in my goals, like failing, like just not going or making it where I feel like I want to be. Mm. I have a fear of, of not making it <laughs> or in what I'm striving to do. What does making it, what is making it anymore? Meaning like, you know, when you set out a goal that you're really passionate about, like you really just 
wholeheartedly devote your craft to it and you don't like it's so like I don't want to be like the canes of minister society if that mm-hmm. makes sense but he only this, did like one or two films and that was it yeah I know I don't want to be that guy I'm not trying to be the Stacy's from the wood well what, but see this is why this is what I think I find interesting because <clears throat> Tia Mowry is a friend of mine Mm-hmm. And her husband's a friend of mine, Corey Hardridge. Yes, mm-hmm. Corey has a phenomenal amount of success, mm-hmm. but he's not famous. He's not. And I think he struggled with not getting the recognition for the work, even though he was always working. Mm-hmm. He stays working. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking about with Clint Eastwood. Like, yeah. He's working. I just saw movie. him in that movie, American Sniper. Well, not I, it came on TV. But, but, him, but, the, but the thing already. with him is he's always been in big mainstream projects. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't really gotten the, the notoriety. notoriety for it. And mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when we all used to hang out, he was really struggling with that. So are you looking at success being just continually working and paying the bills and, and becoming successful? Or is it becoming Morgan Freeman when you're ready to retire? <laughs> no, because Morgan Freeman just won a really big award at the SAG Award. He won Lifetime, lifetime Achievement. achievement yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, is it Probably like... they hadn't given it to him before then. He, he didn't live four or five lives. I am Morgan Freeman. But is it, what, it. what is making it mean, though? Um, I think, like you said, having a, a great body of work to look back on and to see where I came from, to see where I will end up. Like, you know, I wouldn't be mad at having some type of achievement like that. I mean, if that's meant and that's in God's will, but I do want to have consistent work. I don't want to be that guy who's like, yo, man, I loved you in that one movie you did. Like, nah, I want people to be like, yo, Giovanni Watts. I want to be mentioned amongst the greats. Mm. Got it. Yeah. A lot of work to What's do. What's that I was, face? I was, he took the words right out of my mouth. That's a Abs- lot of Abs- work to do. Absolutely. But look, if Kevin Hart can get a walking star in two years or less than most people to take 30, 40, I think all it takes is one great project. Like, one great project. Yeah, well, see, with me, I, I put my biggest fear is failing, because too, because the thing that prevented me from getting in the business when I was a lot younger was the fear of having to find the checks. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard, like when you're an aspiring model, aspiring actor, you hear the stories where somebody walked into a store, you know. Yeah, I hate that or, shit. Or when they were at a restaurant, somebody picked them out the out the litter, mm-hmm. you know. But like, I'm in a serious fucking grind, and I will tell you, and I'm not trying to let nobody believe that they can't do anything. But this shit is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And and Stressful. sometimes when I look at, the, I don't, you know, the one thing I will say that I'm proud of myself is I don't look at the competition and go. Yeah. They're beating me. They're making it faster yeah. than me. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people that do what I do that have cheated, that have bought Six. traffic or that have bought different things. And listen, I'm not mad at everybody who gets whatever they get. But right. what I will say is that it is really hard. And sometimes, it you know, not now as much as it was before. I used to just be like, I don't know. Because I can go back and do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be doing this. But I'm doing it because I want to, at some point, have the type of influence that can help reshape my community or communities or just do better, more positive shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which leads to, yeah. good segue, if you wasn't doing this, oh. what would you be doing? If I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? I will tell you, my previous career before I got into entertainment was I was the director, of, a staff director for SEIU, which is the largest labor union in the country. I mm. love that work. You wake up every day getting to go and help people advocate for themselves, whether it's wage equality, patient care, uh, whatever, organizing and just and just being able to lead people. That's what I was passionate about. What about you, man? I would still do it. Um, well, it would require me going very far back in time. 
honestly. <laughs> um, the fork in the road when I was in, you know, university studying um, psychology because I wanted to, you know, uh, work in uh, the forensic space. I wanted to, I wanted to work in the behavioral science unit at Quantico, Virginia, FBI headquarters. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to be a profiler before it, there was all these that. crime shows on mm-hmm. TV before anybody really ever understood what profiling even was mm-hmm. before it was cool. Um, that was what I wanted to do with my life. So that was the fork in the road for me is like, I, I, you know, said, okay, let me devote a year of this, you know, my life to entertainment. And it's just the snowball effect happened and I never looked back, but I mean, I do look back. I oftentimes wonder what my life would be like Mm -hmm. if I had, um, we wouldn't know Melissa Ford as we know her now. No, nobody would know me. No, like just friends, family, but I, yeah. the name would not You'd ring just bells. You'd be a thick ass forensics person. I mean, who knows what I'd look like? That's, maybe, that's maybe true. I would have aged differently too. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. That's true. I would have been a lawyer. I definitely would have been a lawyer by now. Mm. I definitely was adamant about being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I always wanted to be a lawyer, but I mean, again, if you think about it, the labor union representative organizer, you're. You're you're creating grievances. You're preparing arbitrations. You're negotiating contracts. You're every meeting with the boss is a fight. Like I was get, being paid to fight with people mm-hmm. for people who couldn't fight for themselves. That shit was so liberating. It was so no, it was not liberating. But okay, so let me just go back a little bit. The way I got into what I was doing, I always knew when I was a foster kid and then came home and then got shot and all this and watched my brother die. I always knew I wanted to be in the business of helping people. Mm -hmm. My first job was going back to work in the high school that I left Mm -hmm. on a GED Mm -hmm. and the group home that I graduated from. So Mm -hmm. I was a counselor at night working in the group home I graduated at at 18, 19. 18-year-old counselor. What are you counseling? Exactly. I was always older for my age. Mm -hmm. And then working in the high school Mm -hmm. that I graduated from. So- then I left there. I, I ended up watching my coworkers lose their job because the union was in bed with management. They had basically wrote their jobs off. So I started fighting with uh, the school district and organizing them. And so I basically saved everybody else's job except for the people in my class. And mm-hmm. we lost our job. Mm-hmm. But that then led me into working at the probation department because mm-hmm. I wanted to help these at-risk kids because I was an at-risk kid. Mm-hmm. Did that for like two, two years. I w- already one year in, I was in the union because I was like, I got to get active now. Mm-hmm. But then when I became... Two, when I was two years into the job, I started seeing how fucked up the legal system was. I was like, this is just a big business. Like prisons, jails, juvenile halls, business. probation, that mm-hmm. is big business. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, okay, this ain't right. So I started fighting for the kids and then I ended up losing my job. Sued them one, but then I got recognized by the union because of such a public fight. What I did was I, they addressed the kids up like murderers, put them in like kids in the lower security units. Mm-hmm aren't there for really bad shit, ran away, mm-hmm. you know, fought their parents like that. They dressed them up in like orange prison suits and put masks on their face mm-hmm. and then took pictures of them and then took them around the, the juvenile hall, trick-or-treating, just being funny mm. in shackles and chains. So they put it on the oh, system. Shit. I took the pictures off the system and I blew them up and I went to, and I mailed them to the chief, the juvenile justice commissioner mm-hmm. and to like all the people who would like control it. And mm-hmm. they turned me in. Wow. Fired. Wow. So the union ended up bringing me in. And then when I got in there, I mean, I was like, wait, I'm going to get paid every day to go and fight for people. And I didn't even think about it as a job. Mm -hmm. So the fear of failing, I circle all the way back. The fear, the the, the comfort of getting a check every other week Mm -hmm. is a comfort that I will never forget. Yeah, I haven't felt that in a really long time. Me too. <laughs> no, it's really, it's really, it's a different thing where, mm-hmm. you know, but now it's just like, you're, you're literally eating everything you kill. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's scary. So the feel, mm-hmm. feeling feeling of failure has always been something that has Real stopped true. me from making a lot of moves, but also it's it's always there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish you all the best, Gio. Thank you. As did you? And know? you're killing. I mean, you got your you got your shows coming out. Yeah, yeah. So, God is great. You know, no. you're doing it. Got some Unsolved. authors on the table. Unsolved. Can you can you say what your role is? Because they've yeah. been rolling out the um the the, yeah, they they've been rolling out the trailers. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a big thing. Like um yeah. Bakeem Woodbine mm-hmm. is playing Good like friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, lead investigator of the Tupac and, and Biggie mm-hmm. murders. So mm-hmm. Josh um Demel is in that. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's your role in that whole thing? I play this guy named Reggie White Jr. Uh-huh. Reggie White Jr. Um, was the head of Death Row Records Security and one of uh, where well, he was Suge Knight's best friend. Uh huh. So basically, um, he's still alive. He's fighting a case right now. That's an open case. But was he one of the guys that was, beat down Easy? No, he was a cop. Um, but off duty when he was on wasn't on duty as a cop, he was uh, securing at Death Row Records. Mm-hmm. This all coincides and comes to placement with the series because Suge has been trying to put the Biggie murder on my character, Reggie White Jr., to this day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm in four episodes. Well, the, well, I'm happy to announce that the USA Network has asked us to be their live podcast uh, and interview the whole cast. That's dope. I know. So I'm, excited. Yeah, excited. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> so, so February 27th, man. That February is when 27th. it airs. That's when it airs. My episode will air, uh, my first episode will air uh, five episodes after the first one. And so if you want to find out how you can attend this live broadcast, guess what you have to do? You have to subscribe to our podcast, <laughs> download us on uh, iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to rate us, please give us a five and just go on there and say that we're the best you've ever heard. Yeah, Amen. basically. So I'm excited to learn more about the series through mm-hmm. interviewing the cast. You know way more than I do yes. about the project. Anthony mm-hmm. Hemingway, shout out to you, man. And I mean, there's so director. many questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many questions I have for the group uh, mm-hmm. that we'll be talking to. So the next question here I have for everybody is, have you ever thought about living somewhere other than Los Angeles? Yes. There is no better place in the world, I think, for weather mm-hmm. and making money, I think. But maybe, I don't know. Mm. If I could live anywhere else in the world, have you thought about that question? Where else? I mean, think? I've lived multiple places. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, was mm-hmm. born and raised there. And then I moved to New on, York? S- on September 11th, 2000, the year to the day the, t- the towers came down. I'll never forget that. Um, and so I lived in New York on and off basically for like, for the majority of 16 years. Jeez. Um, and, uh, in 2008, I moved here. It was my first, you know, time living in LA and having done that. Yes. The weather is a very strong motivational factor as mm-hmm. to why people move live. LA. Yeah. Move to LA. It, the weather, because it's definitely not the dating scene. It is a wasteland up in yeah. this bitch. I, you know, born in Gary. So, so the, wait, wait. Gary. So the question wasn't where you motherfuckers live. This isn't a milk. I was, you know what? I was, I was actually. Where would you live? I was actually thinking, um, you know, where the next, you know, lifetime would be spent. Um, because I'm gonna leave, live about four or five of them. Um, <laughs> four or five more. Four or five, yeah, in, lifetimes in total. Okay. Um, well, what number in, are you on now? The, in, She's on three. I'm on three. <laughs> Well, if you're only a fl- fl- if you're only gonna live four, you're almost dead. Then no, four or five, you know. That's too close to the end. Fuck. That I'm still up. not. I'm still. I'm still in the third one. Okay, this could last another like 10, 15 years. Why wouldn't you be in the second one? First one would be one to twenty. No, because I would second say would I would say that 40. my life in Toronto was one. My life in New York was another. My life in L.A. is the third. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're talking not in terms of years. You're talking in terms of locations. Yeah. Oh, because I, I have a different life okay. in both in all three places. Very, very Shit. different. I have, a, I have three different lives in L.A. 
<laughs> I know, I know you do. I know you do. But I would think that, mm, I was thinking about Scandinavia, like really? Norway. Why? I can see your um, ass didn't, out there. Isn't that where Trump just said all the, we need to bring more Norwegians over here and less fucking because Scandina- Haitians and Africans? Because Scandinavians are, you know, in general, very, very happy people. Boo. Sorry. Okay. Well, I what, would live. Very you? picturesque uh, over there. Kind of cold, though. My favorite place, I would live definitely. I would live in Japan. I love Japan so much. Mm, I love Shibuya or uh, Rapungi, like Nagoya over there, because it looks like a big video game. Like, I love that shit. Mm. Yeah, it does look like a beautiful country. I mean, we've been to mm-hmm. Tokyo, but we didn't. I mean, we've been to Japan. We didn't spend a lot of time in Tokyo. I would definitely yeah. live in Japan. What about uh, you? I would live in London. I knew you was about to say that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you just look like a London ass nigga. I would live in London for a couple reasons. One, they love Americans over there. And you can make a lot of money. Mm. Two, all the boys over there look like the Dominicans in New York and they don't know me. <laughs> And three, you can hop around from Paris to Spain to all over Europe yeah, like just living there. Yeah, like yeah, so like I would live in London because it's, it gives me New York. Weather is horrible. Yes, it's awful. It's horrible. But you get I, so depressed over there. I only love living in L.A. because of the weather and because I can make money. Yeah. That's it. But if I could move anywhere, I would move to New If I had to live anywhere else in the U.S., I would live in New York City. Yeah. Nah, I'm, 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 yeah, no, I'm done well, with New York. I'll be in New York for a month, but it's different living there. Like, yeah. I, I lived there for six months. I know it's it can get difficult, especially the brutal winters. Yeah, I'm and they're to, having one. I'm going to buy thermos oh. today. And yeah. I will live in Kauai, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii too. Kauai is too boring for me. I know, it's beautiful. That's why I like it. It's get chill. Get a postcard. Fuck that. <laughs> mm. I just, I, I will Kauai. tell you, Waikiki though, mm. a little Miami. You've never been there. I, can you believe okay, it? I've been me, all let, over the world, do, but I've never been to Hawaii. Let's do this. And we're not leaving Giovanni out. We just have a travel arrangement where we can fly anytime <laughs> mm. we want. That's true. Let's go to Hawaii mm. when I get back from New York. Okay. For like two, th- for like three days. I got to be yeah, in Hawaii. Say, not in August. two days. I need, I need to do three to four, maybe five days no, in Hawaii. I just did five days. I'm not doing five more. Okay. Well, then leave me there. I will. Yo, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Come. Get me on your buddy thing. Okay. We'll figure I don't have a buddy thing, but I'll figure it out. All right. For sure. We'll figure we'll that figure out. out. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's where you, you, you want to live in Bali or Russia or, no, not Fuck Russia. Not Russia. No, not no. Russia. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I I still feel like I'm gonna hop around a little bit more. That this isn't this isn't it. Even though I am loving the LA experience the second time around. Like, you know, I've got my dream car. Um, mm. you know, like top down Pacific Coast Highway. Like, you know, blasting, um, Kings of Leon. Like, it's just I'm I'm living sexist. I'm I, I'm living the life that I envisioned for myself when I was you know like eight or nine years old. That's good. You know, I'm so, definitely not so I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this moment in my life. When you say you're not living the life you thought you would? No, absolutely not. Why not? I thought I would have been married by now, more kids. Definitely didn't think I would be living in an apartment still. I definitely didn't think I wouldn't have a car. Mm. <laughs> and that's was like, fuck, I had a car when I was like coming up, dance for all these artists and I'm a grown ass man now and I ain't got no goddamn car. But I will say when you were growing up, we didn't have Uber. When you were growing up, you weren't <laughs> living in a big city where rent is expensive. I live in a one bedroom and it's fucking 3000 yeah, a month. I know. Mm. So 
So I would mm-hmm. say, you know, again, it's a little different. Like Stockton, California, for what I pay in rent, I could have a mansion. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to like where you were living. You weren't living the life you dreamt of either. And now you're here on the hustle like everybody else. Mm-hmm. See, you always like to, you always adjust the lens a little better for me to see. Mm, it's always the optics, people. It's always optics. <laughs> that was good, both of you. So <laughs> I'm claiming it. Next year, I'm buying my first house in L.A. I've owned homes. Now, yeah. I've owned homes and they're good for tax purposes. And but like a nigga, when you sell them and they give you that check. You just want to run out and spend it. I'm learning to save my money. Mm-hmm. That's what my New Year's resolution is. <laughs> Saving money. Learning how to budget myself and save money. Yeah. I'm the worst at it. Like mm-hmm. when I have cash, oh, that shit's getting spent. A lot of people are really bad at I it. I hate it. So I just got a little vase. That's clear. All I'm putting in there is change. Not mm-hmm. not brown change because the brown change be thrown off the color. And yes, I'm talking about colorism as it relates to my coins. <laughs> So I'm going to not put the brown coins in there, but I'm going to uh, start just not it's not even just saving that. But it's just like when I don't need to spend the money, I'm not going to spend the money because mm-hmm. I want to buy a house next year. I want to be able to entertain and have friends over and all that. I mean, I'm going to have friends over now. I'm going to start entertaining a little bit more. Mm. Not too much outside this room. Right. OK, so the last show we talked about. Uh, the state of Florida, who was trying to create legislation to ban won't be living pornography, mm-hmm. but now they got this real life sex doll with ass shots and all kinds of stuff going on online, and people are saying that they are going to get into relationships with the sex dolls. Yeah, there's been a bunch of um, you know captions on Instagram and Twitter saying y'all y'all women better act right. <laughs> Why? Because we need to live in fear of you purchasing a sex doll. Let sex me tell doll. you something. For any guy that feels that way. Trust and believe no woman wants your ass. Okay. That's just, yeah, that's that, crazy. I'm just going to put that out there. I will say that, man, she looks real as fuck. Kind of real. And you can adjust her into a bunch of different positions. So if you want to hit it from the back, you can hit it from the back. There's a description on it that says vagina style fixed. I was legit like, what does fix me mean? And I was talking to Laz Alonzo about this. He was like, Maybe it means the vagina can't be removed. I was like, why would you want to remove the vagina? He was like, after you nut in it, then you want to clean it off. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> are so point, disgusting. Lad. Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm buying it. <laughs> you know You're what? buying the female sex doll? And let me tell you what. I'm going to see if I'm all the way gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I can at least preserve some <laughs> privacy and sanity. And kind of laugh at it if I want to. So you're going to fuck a fake, a, a fake female? Like, yeah, of course. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Yeah. I would try. I would just, just I want to see what Do you think it, that anybody in this room is surprised, Gio? I, I, I was waiting Nobody for some. Nobody is I was, surprised. I was, I was waiting for you to say that your blow up doll was outside waiting for you. <laughs> because I said that guys, wasn't shocking. I saw the fuck get you. I saw the pictures and I was like, damn, this bitch bad. Oh my so God. Like, he said, I can't. I, I just want to. I would have. Listen, I ain't touching no tranny's titties, but I would touch some some doll titties. So what? Doll, doll titties. titties. Well, the dolls. Titties. Well, what titties did you say you wouldn't touch? Tran- I wouldn't touch no tranny. I wouldn't touch no Sydney. tranny titties. But I would definitely touch some doll titties. Well, Sydney's titties look really than those. Mm. Man, I just want to see. Like, okay, I know you. Technology I know is you getting went, crazy. I know you went days. to Sydney's room that night. No, and I didn't. Titties. Titties. <laughs> technology's getting crazy. I want to see where this is going. Like, pretty soon these these dolls are gonna probably be. Moaning or like mm. it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, They're probably gonna I'm, have like a recording I'm gonna get one, situation. I'm gonna get one and fuck one. You know, once mm. uh, when I was in Vegas, <laughs> we didn't say this on the last two shows, so I'm gonna say it now. At Floyd's house, mm. <laughs> he gifted his cousin a portable pussy. Did you see that on oh, yeah, on yeah. uh 
all access. I, he went in the back and pulled out this portable pussy. It was literally like just the. It was the, like the just pelvis. Area. It was the just pelvis. the pelvis, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know that nigga fucked that portable pussy. <laughs> How you know that? He only got one eye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but shout out to Diggs. No, I know he fucked that uh, portable pussy, but uh, I I mean I might try it privately just to see you know. If I can get an erection from it, maybe I'll graduate to. What about like if they have? Do they have the the guy? Is it just females or do they have guys as well? I'm guy not dogs? fucking no fake. I got niggas. I ain't fucking no fake toy. Okay, man, toy. No, they don't have the male version, and they. I don't think they really need that because the sex toy kind of industry focuses on a woman's pleasure. So yeah, but everything they're giving you is made out of us. What do you mean made out of? It's Dildos, made out of plastic. It's all, but it's all. You could go in the sex store and buy a dick that's been in, ca- uh, casted into some form of a real man's dick. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. No, I know that. I know that. Mm. Yeah. No, mm. it's just like, you know, we want the dick without the headache. <laughs> okay. Before we leave, we're going to tell all you niggas where to move so you can get some money. Okay. <laughs> let's let's leave with something somewhat uh, inspirational or educational or just Yee. some shit that just some facts. Yeah. Forbes releases the top 10 cities African-Americans are the best um, economically. Um, so number 10 is Richmond, Virginia. That's what the tri-state area is going to be. You know what Richmond, Virginia got? Mm. Hot guys. Fine ass nigga. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And shout out to Chris Brown and Trey Songs who yeah. are both from Virginia. Yeah. They it, got some fine. No, ass but in all niggas. actuality, that tri-state area of the DMV, you know, uh, no, fine. F- no, I'm ag- com- I'm agreeing where with you. Where do they come from? Fine. Damn. Like I had a vision one day that I was going to meet my husband in DC. Um, just walking through a park. Cherry blossoms, you know, in full effect. And what, I don't know. Like, I need to just go walk through parks in D.C. in April. So, D.C., you will be seeing me. Um, anyways, all right. So, Richmond, Virginia is number 10. Median black household is 43,002. I'm not even going to read that part because it's just, it doesn't mean Wait, that. so that's the whole household? Yeah, median black household income, 43,265. Wait, that's like the male and female? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Damn. Mm. Anyways, um, number nine is Miami. Number eight is Houston. I love Houston. God, that's another. I love Houston. That's another city. <laughs> yeah, but they they okay. got guns in the club. After Bulk, I can't do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, San Antonio is number seven. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina is number six. Charlotte got some fine ass niggas in there. <laughs> Gary, Indiana God. got some good looking people too. Mm, okay. Raleigh, North Carolina is number North five. North Carolina, I'm telling you. Just the you, state in general. They got some fine ass country Raleigh motherfuckers. Has, Raleigh has my favorite strip club, Onyx. Shit. Yeah. That's the first time I ever saw Joc- uh, Jocelyn. I think I'm going to go to Raleigh one day just to walk around okay. for a Ra- weekend. Raleigh? Yeah. Go to Charlotte. Okay. Um, number four is Baltimore. Mm, Baltimore mm. got boarded up windows and good seafood. I ain't fucking <laughs> with it. <laughs> number three is Austin, Texas. So basically, it's North Carolina, Texas, and uh, and the DMV. Number one is tied um, with Atlanta and Washington D.C. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Atlanta is very, very, very. You can get a McMansion for like three hundred thousand dollars. Damn, yeah. I call the McMansions. So maybe I give me a studio in L.A. and a mansion in Atlanta. I could not live in Atlanta. Okay, yeah, then what's the point of getting a mansion in, in Just Atlanta? Just to be able to walk through it in a rope. <laughs> why, why couldn't you live in Atlanta? Um... I just have never had a really good experience there. Not really? had really bad ones, but I just haven't had really good ones. 
Mm. You know, Mimi and Quad and Nini and everybody said, come out there and we're going to show you a good time, Marlo mm-hmm. and all that. Maybe I go out there and let them, Lyra, show them me around. Mm-hmm. And if we party and turn up and it's great and I, it reignites something, we might have to move this motherfucker to Atlanta. Mm, no. <laughs> Atlanta unlocked. I'm not moving to Atlanta. Would you ever? No. Why? Mm-mm. Why? No. <laughs> Why? It's a city that I love going to Atlanta, but it's just like a city that I I, I, I like that I have the opportunity to leave. I never thought that I was going to live there. I lived there. I had to, sh- I filmed a movie there. So I was there for a month and I had a really good time, but I was like, it's time to go. For me, it's like it equals partying and like have hanging out and having a really good time. Well, from what Nene and them told me, you just go to people's houses, like they entertain at their houses. Mm. You no, know, people, no, people get it popping in the streets and stuff, clubs, lounges, popping that sort of thing. Streets. Popping in the streets, yeah. Mm-mm. So I, I never thought I was going to live in, there. I'd run into Ti way too much. Yeah, my oh yeah, well yeah. <laughs> Miami's also another city that I Dream just I, I couldn't leave, live in. Forever. Miami? Oh, I could live in Miami. No, you oh, couldn't. My, yes, I've been I in Miami, Miami one time. Oh my Mm-mm. god, I it love was Miami. too damn humid for me. Yeah, I love Miami. Yeah, I lived there temporarily when I was dating Flo, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that was done, and so was I. <laughs> Miami is just not it, but DC. Why does Miami just seem like one big circle? Like the street, like the South Beach is just one circle. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But Miami is much bigger than South Beach. Yeah. So Miami I've really is. Been, I've never really been around Miami. Okay. Only been to South that, Beach. That, so you could not live in Miami. You don't know anything about I it. You live in South Beach. You could, yes. Yeah, Wherever the, what's the, boring. what's the island of the stars? What's, what the house is Star the Island. island. What I say? <laughs> the island of the stars. Oh, yeah. Gio, Gio <laughs> welcome back to the show. On that note, we're out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Island of the stars. <laughs>